Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Advocacy and Gospel News for the Persecuted Church. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Warren Radio Advocacy broadcast for the Persecuted Church is a fast-moving gospel news program. And if you would like to send any correspondence or inquiries of the WIVR Warren Radio Network, you can send them to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Today is Wednesday, the 12th day of February, 2020. And the scripture reading this week is Exodus chapter 18, starting at verse 1 through chapter 20, verse 26. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through chapter 7, verse 6. And also chapter 9, verses 5 and 6. And the New Testament portion is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 through 24. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter at hashtag WatchmanIS216, hashtag Warren Radio. And on LinkedIn, you could find us by hashtag Watchman. You could join us on US Life and MeWe at hashtag Warren Radio. Our shows are also available through Blueberry, iHeartRadio iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcast, Anchor, and Podchaser. Be sure to take time to read the pertinent articles by The Watchman. And this week, we feature... America's Faithful, Wise Political Servants. America's Faithful, Who Are the Wise Among Us? In our churches, political debates, and in life, who are these people? The ones standing in truth. Are they here? And also, trusting God in tribulation trepidation. There may come a time when trusting God in tribulation will find you with trepidation. When trouble and turmoil hits a nation, it causes fear and agitation. Here you may find yourself failing in the confidence that the Lord will make a way for you and your family. So go to warren-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com to read those articles and please pass them on to your friends and relatives. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn.
Gina, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. So well, we're happened? here. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was saying we're here on a cold day. We've had a lot of snow. We've had more snow uh, in the last uh, short bit than we've had in a long time. Yeah, than all of January. Already in February, we've had more than January. Yeah, it's really weird. But at any rate, this month is counting down. We yeah, begin it's over the of the month. in Swiss law. This is one that just uh, came in today. Out of Bern, Switzerland, voters there have approved a referen- uh, referendum. It's about the sexual orientation in the country's anti-discrimination statutes. They uh, passed this after a referendum. You know, there was enough people concerned about it. And so this deals with hate speech and the denigration of homosexuals and hating, inciting hatred through text or images. According to Dutch Will, uh, Sunday's referendum decided on legislation to specifically outlaw hate speech and discrimination on the grounds of sexual orientation with terms up to three years. The new provision will prohibit public statements or actions that violate the human dignity of a person or group, which therefore incite a climate, a climate of hatred and endanger the peaceful coexistence of society. It will also be an offense to refuse to provide someone with a service that is publicly on offer uh, because of their sexual orientation. And of course, uh, the Swiss Evangelical Alliance Uh, They said uh, a statement on this as a network of Protestant churches, Christian organizations, and individuals, the Swiss Evangelical Alliance condemns all forms of hatred and violence towards people of all sexual orientations. Such behavior is not compatible with Christian ethics. However, it must still be possible, according to the understanding of the Bible, to take a critical stand on certain lifestyles and to advocate the privilege of marriage between men and women over other forms of partnership, it wrote. And this one, and this is one of the main weaknesses of the revision of the law. According to legal opinions, public statements in this direction or the refusal to provide benefits to the relevant persons could have criminal uh, consequences. Uh, so this is an inter- interesting article here uh, because uh, Swiss is trying to deal with something that a lot of uh, nations continue to uh, to fight and uh, just minute here. And, of course, in, in America, we've had our own battles, uh, various things over sexual discrimination. You know, when, when Tower and I are out and about, uh, you know, we've, we've met uh, people that were, you know, couples that were uh, uh, same-sex marriages, however you want to call them. We've met people in restaurants that were transgender. I don't stand up and say, oh, my Lord, what am I going to do now? I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, sometimes I think 
a lot of people are so nuts over this stuff. You know, yeah. The bottom line of it is is that uh, we we've had friendships with people that uh didn't have traditional relationships and things like that. We've talked to them. We uh were on uh certain um uh, on the street organizations that work with the government uh, in case of emergencies. And, uh, you know, you know, we would see them again in various other stores and say hi and talk with them. I mean, it wasn't that big. It wasn't no big deal at all. We didn't even think about it. It was the natural process. There were people we knew. I mean, go figure, you know, but, uh, it doesn't mean that we agree with their lifestyle, but, uh, you know, the well, bottom yeah, line of it is right. when you're, when you're dealing with, uh, over in Switzerland, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting over there because this is one of the places that allowed all of the immigrants in they also have a lot of Muslims over there and, uh, both Switzerland and, uh, and, uh, Let's see, there was another one. There was a number of them over there that uh, had a lot of problems with uh, these young Muslim men roaming around. And actually, even in France and other places, uh, um, raping women that were there uh, once they let them in. And, of course, uh, EU, the European Union, has all kinds of problems with this, trying to get things straight. But... uh, they're going to have to fix this one because, uh, you know, if you're going to be throwing everybody in your church in jail, uh, you've got a problem with the law. Now, of course, a lot of the radical uh, LGBTQ would love it if you threw every Christian in jail because until they decided to uh, sign in blood that they approved of it. Uh, the yeah, bottom line right. of it is, Revelation 22 tells us, he that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. You can read the rest of it. This is just a portion. Uh, and uh, the bottom line of it is, is that, uh, you know, people are going to do what people are going to do. We're here to be lights and witnesses, and they have two choices to go, you know, to do what they want, you know. There's either a good way, bad way, you know, and, uh, of course, we preach the word of God. um, And uh, the word is something they have to take and accept. And if they don't accept it, that's their business. If they do accept it, you know, that's their business, too. You know, and and that's really the bottom line here, you know. So uh, this is not going away anytime soon, these kind of issues. They're in the world, and we've got a lot more in this. We've got so many different forms of protection and things they're trying to deal with. The only thing they're not considering is protecting uh, white race because they they think that uh, all the whites, it's uh, okay. You know, you can you can't diss blacks, you can't diss anybody, but it's okay to diss uh, white people, and it's okay to diss the president yep. of the United States if he's a billionaire white guy. You can even hang up a head that looks like him and it's all bloodied like comedians have done and get a big laugh off of it. They do it in Hollywood all the time, but nobody gives a second thought. So we've got a lot of uh, hypocrisy on these issues. So if we're going to protect uh, the homosexuals and the queers and the LBGTQ and do all that, you need to take it further. And you need to stop these morons from 
doing what they do regarding the president and the presidency, uh, regarding whites and regarding especially Trump supporters. Maybe we ought to make Trump supporters a protected species or something. Uh, uh, put them in jail for six years uh, for attacking. Uh, maybe we ought to also declare Antifa, which is uh, virulent. There's another group out there just like them. And uh, they are lawless, a bunch of lawless young punks that uh, go out there and cause trouble, all dressed up in gear. They even carry uh, pepper spray with them to get their people and, uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, if you're going to carry uh, pepper spray, I'm going to carry an electrical shock mechanism and keep you 50 feet away from me. Uh, so, uh, I, I mean, this is the way it is, you know. I mean, we don't even have respect for people. But meanwhile, in Switzerland, you know, they're trying to get respect. Which I find interesting. Crazy. So at any rate, that was up front. I think that that's uh, pertinent to today's society. So that's why we're why we brought it up. This I don't really I don't preach against homosexuality or, or all these other things. Uh, I'll openly tell you about certain things I don't like what they're doing with the children. But uh, I preach against sin, and that's all yep. there is to it. And. Uh, you know, if you don't think you're a sinner, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> so, you know, you want to believe that uh, Jesus okays all that? That's just uh, the way it is, you know. I'm not here to convert uh, anybody. I'm here to preach the word and testify. The conversion process is up to the word of God and the spirit of God. So, see a BB. And we don't really like uh, talking about her, but she's been in the news again. Um, and, of course, uh, we covered her from the minute she got in there. And, of course, they talked about it, uh, that she had spent uh, so many years on death row in Pakistan. Of course, it was for blasphemy, which was ridiculous. And later the Supreme Court released her. And then after they released her, um, uh, there was all kinds of Muslims who, uh, of course, encouraged by a major imam at the time who got in trouble with Pakistan for doing it. He had all of his supporters shouting, crying blood and going after her. And so they had to keep her locked up. She finally got to leave. And. Uh, Thank God. Yeah. Now, uh, in a new book uh, by a French journalist, Anne Isabel Tollet, she says she became a prisoner of fanaticism and tears were the only companions in the cell. And a little thing of what she said, and we really didn't know what it was like. She said, yeah. my wrists are burning me. It's hard to breathe. My neck is encased in an iron car collar that the guard can tighten with a huge nut. A long chain drags along on the filthy ground. This connects my neck to the handcuff hand that pulls me like a dog on a lead. Deep within me, a dull fear takes me towards the depths of darkness, a lacerating fear that will never leave me, she says. 
And now she says, even with my freedom, the climate does not seem to have changed and Christians can expect all kinds of reprisals. They live with this sword of Damocles over their heads. And that's true. And, uh, you know, so the thing of it is, is that Asiya Bibi is one of those that... uh, a lot of people got behind and wanted to see a release, but it is true. And we talked about this. There was a considerable number that were still being held in Pakistan for blasphemy charges. And the Supreme court and the Pakistan was trying to fix this because they knew that Muslims were using the blasphemy charge in order to get back at Christians. So that's, that's not a very good thing. No, it's not. They falsely accuse these people just because they hate them being a Christian. They're trying to destroy all of them. Sad. Now, while we're talking talking about Pakistan, you know, I do have a, uh, I think it was this one I had an update on. But... Uh, in Pakistan, they ruled that men in Pakistan can marry, marry underage girls as long as they have had their first period. Now, <clears throat> there is uh, something about this because this has to do with a kidnapped 14-year-old Christian girl who was kidnapped by three men. And she's now several hundred miles away from her parents. Her parents have gone to court to try to get her back. And the court uh, judge said that uh, she is now a Muslim and she's married to a guy. And because she is uh, a menstruating young woman, she is in a legal marriage according to Pakistani Sharia law. God. Now, they according to any excuse, it's horrible. Oh, they said as many as a thousand Christian and Hindu women and girls are affected by this issue in Pakistan every year. That's a thousand every year. That's a horrible, that's astronomical. Why don't they well, leave yeah. them alone and just marry their own women? Well, because it's easy to go kidnap some good looking little innocent thing and rape her and and have fun with her because Pakistan, they don't respect women at all as far as this goes. But the thing of it is, you know, what needs to happen is somebody needs to get a few guns out there and go after these people and start killing these yahoos. Just shoot them outright like the dogs they are if they're going to act like dogs. You know, I, there's only one way to deal with radical Islam. Only one way, and that's why there was a crusade. I think we need another one. Well, we you, you may get one, but the bottom line of it is, if it was your, you know, if it was, uh, you know, uh, an American couple that had their daughters stolen like that, what would you do? Sit on your butt and do nothing? In America, I'll tell you what most Americans would do. They would go after him and get her back. And yep. I know a few people would take a gun and shoot the Yehu and be done with it. And he'd be right in doing so. 
But see, this this is this is the way it is. When you start talking about what is justice, you begin to wonder, is there justice? And and that's the bad thing about it. Of course, you know like there is. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, I, I just hate this part. You know where where you find them doing this. This to me, this is um, out of the pit of hell. This is the devil himself. There, there's no righteousness in this. There is no religion in this. This is just downright paganism, damnation. It's wicked, and these people, you know, should burn for this. And the people yeah, making the laws should burn. But you see, they need to get converted. They need to come to the Lord, and and the Lord would deliver them of this. Uh, You know, and so today's show, we're really seeing a number of issues that affect how we do the gospel, how we we see things are going. Like uh, if you were an evangelist going into Swiss law, being affected by Swiss law, you would have to take into effect what you were going to preach on. Because anything openly uh, it could get you in trouble in Switzerland. Now, uh, in our U.S. Navy, um, there was a chaplain that was promoting a 12-week lecture series entitled Lead Like Jesus. And, of course, you know what he was doing. He was just using stories out of the Bible and how the Lord led in order to teach him how to lead. Well, he got in trouble over that. He had emailed a flyer about the series of military leaders, and uh, and of course, uh, a retired Air Force Brigadier General uh, urged the base commander to move quickly on this blatant uh, violation of the Constitution as well as the DOD. And uh, uh, Smothers had been accused of, uh, and that's the guy that uh, uh, <coughs> who did it. He's the one that's accused. Uh, crossing the line that separates church and state. Now the Military Religious Freedom Foundation is asking the base commander to investigate. <laughs> now a spokesman for the Navy region, Mid-Atlantic, told CBN that the information provided during the regularly scheduled monthly tenant command meeting at the commanding officer hosts where base information is regularly passed and followed up with flyers and details. This is common. The flyer was not meant to endorse any one religion or religious organization. She's trying to give you a general thing. Of course, that didn't work. But you see, if you have to worry, you know, I remember World War II. And the reason I remember World War II was because both my grandfather and my dad were were really caught up into this. And there's one thing that they did in the service. And they did it in the service when I was in the service during Vietnam. And that was they gave a New Testament I'll bet they don't give New Testaments anymore. I bet they don't either. They probably don't. And we used to go to the Navy YMCA, the the Christian Navy YMCA. And there was another, the Christian uh, Navy Men's uh, Association. We'd go over there and get free breakfast. Uh, And you you can't do that anymore. We didn't, when we went in there, you know, they set us down. They told us ahead of time, we're going to read some scripture, and then we're going to eat, and we're going to pray. And, uh, well, you know, as Navy men, 
We didn't think we were going to hell. We didn't think they were trying to convert us. But yet, see, I'd been around Christianity anyway. I was was raised in the church. And so I went and I figured, hey, that's that's a good deal. You know, Tower, some of the best food you and I've ever had has been at uh, Potlucks after church. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you, some of them church women know how to cook. And that's why you don't see many skinny people at church functions, <laughs> especially when the women start bringing out the food. You know, I mean, it's good food. It it it's just the same if you were in Africa somewhere, and uh, they they lived in uh, thatched huts, and the women were having a big get together. They would be making food, and I guarantee you that food that they would serve, they might even serve it on banana leaves, but it would be delicious or whatever they would serve it on. You know, uh, it's yeah. just when you get women like that together and they start cooking for uh, for everybody, it's it's just really good. It is. Now, Nigeria comes into a thing here. Uh, And uh, in some news that came out, uh, the Nigerian federal government has been unwilling to do anything about Boko Haram activity, not to mention the Fulani or the ISIS on the other side. So this has come up in the news. And uh, there's been uh, the Christian Association of Nigeria, among other organizations, are calling for security protection. And Tower and I, how many times have we reported on this? A lot. Every week. Every Every week. week. Now, see, that was a little notice out of international Christian concern. Now, in another thing we found, uh, an update to this... uh, can President Simon, uh, well, I can't even say the name, he, they, he's talking. He says, we have protested before. This event took a new dimension. Now, see, what happened was 5 million people marched in 28 of Nigeria's 36 uh, states not too long ago. It was this month to protest the beheading of the brethren pastor by Boko Haram to denounce Nigeria's government's failure to stop abductions and killings. Both of these stories are related. The one from International Christian Concern and the other one tells you the march. See, people in Nigeria are sick to death of dying. And the government yeah. doesn't do anything about it. Now, the guy in there now is Buhari, who is a Fulani, and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't do anything about his people, who are the Fulani, who are killing Christians uh, and are responsible for taking their land, taking their crops, and killing hundreds of Christians. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything about uh, Boko Haram, even though he said he was going to do something. So Nigeria has been absolutely pathetic, and there's nobody in there. Now, see, what they need there is – yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I hope that when they have another election that Bohari is removed and they get someone in there that cares about what's going on in Nigeria and with the Christians and puts a stop to it. Well, Nigeria has a lot of Christians. 
they and do. Reinhard Bonke, that's where he ministered for years and years and years, is in Nigeria, as well as other places. And uh, one of the last places, uh, you know, but when he died, the one, the guy that was taking up his mantle was holding a crusade in Nigeria as well. So uh, Nigeria's had a big gospel witness. And there are a quite amount of Christians. That's how uh, Jonathan Goodluck Johnson, who was a Christian, actually got elected. But he lost this last one. And, of course, Buhari probably got, a, got in there because he announced that he would do something. But he didn't. He hasn't. So this is the problem. Meanwhile, people are dying. And the only way to take care of these groups is to get an, an army and find them. And kill them. Period. If if they're not just going to come out and say, "Hey, we quit," but no, these people want to overthrow Nigeria. You can sure tell we're in the last of days. Yeah, I'm hearing a backlash on this too. Are you? I'm not. I th- I don't know what it is, but I, I'm I'm definitely hearing it. I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, it could be the way our system is set anyway, up. But it. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that that we're stopping off in again. This is out of Christian concern. Um, is about India. And this is a story that I actually wrote about. Uh, in my article, one of the examples I gave. And you have a Christian couple who lives in a certain state in India. But radical Hindus who are connected to Baharis, now the BJP party, is the party that put Buhari in office. Buhari, I've heard him on record say that there is no problem with persecution of Christians. They're just imagining it. They have to get over it. Now he said that I heard him. And the bottom line of it is, is there is Christian persecution and the Hindus are doing it. And the Hindus that are doing it are nationalists connected to the BJP party. And there's uh, other radical groups. Uh, and they're all following, uh, Buhari. I mean, uh, Modi, he's the one I'm talking about. I might have said the wrong name earlier. It's Modi, Prime Minister. Buhari, yeah. Buhari is in Nigeria. Modi is the Prime Minister of India, and Modi's the one I'm talking about. I want to make that clear because I might have, because I, I switched stories. I was still thinking of Buhari. Which irritates me because he should be doing something to save lives. And then, of course, you've got this thing here. You've got a man and his wife example. And uh, on a certain day last month, 100 extremists, and this is the way they do. They come in. They begin to kick Christians out of their homes. They Sometimes they'll even burn the homes. They'll burn any churches that are around. They'll beat them. And in this case, uh, they end up really harming them and sending them to the hospital. And, uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, as they uh, say, there is fear that we will be killed. Um, 
and many don't stay in the village because the mob is never controlled and they end up getting killed. And we've seen examples time and time again that when they do call in uh, to the police, the police uh, side with uh, uh, the yeah. Hindus. And this is the that way it goes. Angers me. Makes me so angry. I know. Well, you know, we hear this same thing. It, it came out of Egypt with the cops and the Muslim uh, police there. It comes out Pakistan with the Muslim police there and the Hindu police here. They all do it. Every one of them do it. They favor their religion and they they hate Christianity. Um, and yeah. so these are quick stories upfront news things folks and i bring we bring them up to you to let you know a little overview of some of the things that are going on and these are not the only places there are many many places around the world where we're finding this kind of absolute hatred and persecution of believers and uh franklin graham is even in the midst of all this uh, because uh, four of his venues were shut down because he was going to preach the gospel, and uh, the people that shut him down were radical uh, LGBTQ uh, gays and and stuff that uh, knew that he didn't. Uh, he he stuck to the biblical avenue of marriage. I mean, that's just the way it is. If you don't like it, it's just tough. You know, the biblical mode is between a man and a woman. Period. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't Adam and Steve. It was Adam and Eve. I mean, give yeah, me a man break and here. Woman. Anybody with any sense would know that. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have a right uh, to marry another man if you're a man or a woman, a woman. In America, it's okay. And most of the free world, it's okay. That's up to you. I ain't going to lose any sleep over you marrying another man or another woman. I don't agree with it. I stick to the Bible and Franklin Graham's right. But, uh, hey, you're already you already are on the streets protesting. You're already have some of the most uh, top political organizations there is in America today. I mean, you know, you've already made all the changes. I don't know what more you want to do except corrupt all the kids. But see, we should have a right to speak if we don't agree with it. See, that's where the problem comes that's in. That's right. You want the freedom to do what you do, but you don't want us to have freedom of speech or freedom of choice. Now, see, that's where the rub comes in around the world when you say good is, e is evil and evil is good. That's just the bottom line, and it's never going to get along, and that's just the way it is. But just because you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you, you know? I just but think it's horrible what it's come to. Yeah. Well, at but any rate, can't. we're going to move on. Uh, are you ready to uh, do, do yeah. this next one, <clears throat> finding a place to live? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. This is, uh, I believe this comes to us from uh, Voice of the Martyrs from Canada. This Greg Musselman is with Voice of the Martyrs of Canada, and he's talking about the disproportionate number of Christians that have been denied as asylum, um, and they find it very difficult uh, 
because like Jordan and Lebanon and other places in the Middle East, they're um, Muslim countries. And so they have, Christians have trouble finding, you know, getting into the refugee camps. And um, Musselman says only 1% of refugees allowed to immigrate to countries such as Canada or the United States are Christians. And I remember that during Obama's term that it was, when he was president of the United States, it was hard to get into this country. He wouldn't let anybody in that was Christian, just maybe one or two people. I'm not sure of that, and but I know the number was very low. And that's a problem when we know that the Christian population is way more than 1%, Musselman says. Sometimes it's up to 30 or 40% or at least 10% in countries like Syria. And then when they do get into the camps, they encounter many problems and um, there's more Islamists in these refugee camps and they persecute the Christians and make it very difficult. And even though these families and individuals have gone through all the proper channels only to be turned away because they, because of who they call Lord and Savior, it's a problem that's has persisted for years and does not seem to be going away. And um, in the face of persecution, Christians are finding reasons to celebrate. For example, many people who were Christians in name only have come into deeper relationships with Christ because of this persecution. And um, they've also stepped up to meet refugees looking for safety and security. The church has opened their doors to these refugees, and they have the opportunity to hear the gospel and, and a deeper relationship with, with Christ. And the number of those even coming to the Lord in these dire situations is encouraging, Musselman said. And that doesn't mean their problems vanish entirely. They've lost everything, and in some cases not only material, but they've lost family members and friends as well. And um, he's calling for action. Do you, do you want to help? Musselman says one of the most helpful things you can do is spread the word. When it comes to politicians, they need to have pressure put on them just saying, look, this is discrimination that's going on. You need to be checking on what's happening and look at the pure numbers and the percentage. And you can start by contacting your local representatives and asking them, asking what they can do to help. But before you do any of that, you must pray. And refugees um, in these camps are finding danger every day. And with many countries denying them asylum, their hopes disappear. And they're always vulnerable in these camps. I... um, these people are still suffering in the refugee camps or even worse conditions and are in hiding because of, of what they've been talking about, what we've been talking about. When we look at what's happening around the world with the rise of militant in Islam, it's getting stronger. The discrimination and the attacks against the church, the Christians is intensifying. So remember to pray for your brethren 
There is no threat that can outpower God. Well, you know, that brings back memories. You remember the Obama administration allowing in all the Muslims, yeah, and they pointedly didn't yeah. allow in, in Christians. I don't know. It was one or two Christians got in that I know of. I don't remember. Well, remember the, the group was, down at the border? Yeah. You yeah. remember the group they were down at the border? They were totally rejected. Yeah, they, and it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Um, and... It, you know, it continues to be that way. And, of course, we we get a lot of stories direct from the Assyrian on the Assyrian and related uh, churches. And, uh, of course, a lot of the leaders from uh, Iraq and Syria and uh, all these areas in here met with the Pope uh, not too long ago to talk about how they think that the church is going to be totally uh, wiped out of these areas, which is exactly what yeah. ISIS did to do anyway. That was their goal. And they, they exactly. did a job. And most of the Christians have gone to the West because at least they're going to be safe there and go to churches. And, of course, many of them, uh, they've been going to Canada because Canada does have a real big church up there, Assyrian and stuff. Uh, so uh, a lot of these that come out of the area where ISIS attacked, uh, uh, you know, do have places to go. Their groups can find them there. They do have uh, the political aspect. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, the leadership to tell them where where their organizations are at because they have uh, priests on the other side receiving them, helping them to fit in. Uh, we were, I, I do have something on China, um, uh, and this has to do with uh, Tom Cotton of Arkansas talking about uh, um, uh, the coronavirus uh outbreak was due to selling dead and live animals and uh, there's been some talk about China claiming for a long time that it originated in the Wuhan seafood market matter of fact when we first heard of it uh, that's the, that was a story wasn't it Tower Wuhan yeah, they were was... eating bat soup yeah, yeah yeah bats did come into well, it but uh, I found another interesting story today from Columbia University, Professor W. Ian Lipkin, who actually has worked with the SARS and the MERS uh, viruses. He actually goes there. He's already been there to, uh, to look at the COVID-19. That is actually the new name for uh, coronavirus. And uh, he is in, uh, um, because he came back, he has to spend two weeks in isolation. But when he gets out, he's planning on going back. This is one of the foremost uh, epidemiologists uh, there is uh, to find cures for these things. And uh, so uh, these are the kind of people that, that really do a study to try to find out how this thing um started and scientific american actually is the one that did the interview with him uh you can go over to scientificamerican.com and look for uh ian lipkin uh it's a very interesting article on this that tells you how he works in the middle of such an outbreak and he's been through two major ones and never been infected he tells you how you can 
you know, some things interesting. It was very, a uh, very interesting article. And I'm glad that this is a, a guy that's working on it. And of course he's, he's white. Okay. You know why I say white? Because all I hear from the democratic nominees and from many of the liberal Democrats is all the white. It's because of the whites. Everybody's yeah. blaming the whites today. And they're even if, white that are blaming the whites. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, you people are so full of doo-doo that it's not funny. You know, first of all, whites aren't white. And, and if you are too stupid to know your color chart, then God help you. Whites are colored just like colored people. We're just not colored as much. <laughs> we happen to be... Most of our, our, our roots come from uh, Europe or over in uh, uh, Ireland or Scotland or the UK, places like that, Russia, Germany. That's where a lot of them first, first came from, Norway, Switzerland, Sweden, all of your, Europe and uh, the UK, the British Isles and stuff. But uh, we're not the enemy. Prejudice is the enemy. And uh, yeah. when you start grasping at, at straws like some of these Democratic candidates are and want to destroy America and everything else just because you want to have your own little thing, you know, someone on Twitter, this is, uh, and I've, I'm done with the Chinese thing, by the way, in case you haven't figured it out. Um, on Twitter today, some guy put up uh, the taxes that people had to pay in socialist countries, up to sixty percent, uh-huh. and their gas and their gas was like six bucks a gallon. So wow. you know, so he said, "Go ahead, you know, if you want to uh, live, uh, have a socialist nation, go right ahead. But this is what you're going to pay." You know, all these people that are following Bernie, they're they're trying to put into the fact that it's free. It's not free. Are you a moron? This is exactly what <laughs> we, we found. Actually, we found blacks that were voting for Obama because he was going to pay for uh, their rent. Honest to God, I saw the video and this woman was all excited. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't going to work anymore. She quit her. She was going to quit her job. She was on welfare and then she had to go to work and then now she's uh, well. Then when Obama got in as president, now she can quit working because he was going to take care of her and pay her rent and everything else. This is the ignorance of people, and and you know, like Bernie, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are poison. If you want a Democratic candidate, then have the brains to go find somebody that's going to be worthwhile. Bloomberg Bloomberg is only in it to get after Trump because he he hates Trump. Soros hates Trump and he's so mad at Trump today because Trump is winning that Trump is pledging I think it was a billion dollars to build a massive anti-American college and he's no, building No Soros the, is Soros, yeah, Soros is not Trump. Yeah. Yeah, Soros is. I said he was mad at Trump, but yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Soros, not Trump. 
I think it was a billion dollars. And the reason that he's building wonder, it is because of Trump. Wonder where he's going to build this college of anti hatred for America at. Well, that's what I was wondering because I seen the headline and I was in the process of doing some stuff and huh. and it got down the road. And, and of course, I didn't look it up because I don't care. Uh, it'll come back in the news if he does it. I mean, Soros has a lot of money. He's getting old. You know, he's going to die. But see, all of his money and all of the stuff that he's done, he's already got them organized, folks. The, the the things he started will go on in perpetuity. This is the way these guys work. When they die, they pass on, but their legacy uh, is well funded. <laughs> so too bad. You know, and of course, America. The reason you have enemies is because of your sin. See. Yep. That's what I remind you. It's your sin. I had someone call into the show one time and. And he says, so you believe that homosexuality is the reason America's fallen? I said, no, I don't. You know, anybody's as stupid as that. Are you people really that dumb that you think it's just uh, homosexuality? You know, if you tell me Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm going to tell you the one thing about Sodom and Gomorrah, the thing listed was pride. The very first thing about pride in your Mm -hmm. sister. Pride goes before a fall. Pride wouldn't allow them to repent. What do we have in America? Pride parades. We have all kinds of pride parades, not just queer pride parades. Everybody has a pride parade today. We're proud to be an American. We're proud to be white. We're proud to be black. We're proud to be this. We're proud to be that. Oh, God, give me strength. I'm going to get out the word of God and start preaching at you here. But see, that's why we got problems. That's why we got problems. And that's why governments also have issues and problems. And if you think the government, uh, you know, in America and the division of America is something, no, it's not anything. We see this around the world. We see government problems around the world. The nations of men are faltering and having trouble. So at any rate... We are here. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm still getting that thing, and that bugs me. I wonder where that's coming from. I don't know. I don't hear it. You don't hear it at all? No. I, 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 I say this, and I get an echo in my ear. Last week I heard it. It was cutting out terrible. But this week it's good. Uh, it's probably your... Uh, Cheap earpiece. <laughs> oh well, it works. Well, you know, we we need to invest a hundred thousand dollars in a new studio. Then we can move in and have a home. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not yeah, quite that's, that's, that's now. right. Whatever. I mean, if people knew what we lived in for the last, uh, of course, people don't care. So. I don't care either. I'm thankful to have a roof over my head and be warm yeah. out of the cold. Yeah, we're here. We're here because of the gospel. Okay. Did you know there were 42 Christians released that were accused of participating in some riots following the bombing of two churches in 2015? I remember this. I remember when uh, when uh, 
Muslim extremists were pushed to attack these churches. And so Christians took to the street and uh, what happened was 42 men actually were arrested and now um, um, I think they kept two of them. Um, No, two died in captivity. But at any rate, uh, they had uh, they acquitted them and and 40 were released. But they were five years in prison, though. Yeah, that's horrible. We see that in many of these foreign nations. When I was in the service, the one thing they told us is, is justice overseas is justice you won't like. Because you could get thrown in prison and never see the light of day for a long time. Meanwhile, you're going to be AWOL and we won't forgive you. So we were specifically told to watch it when we were overseas. Now, I was stationed in San Diego going to school for the Navy, and we had a lot of guys that would go over into Tijuana. You know, I wouldn't. I I never did. Didn't want to go. It wasn't my kind of deal. I had no desire to go over there and pay money with uh, some whore on the other side of the border. Nothing against Mexicans or Mexican whores. I just don't do that kind of stuff. And uh, but I had buddies. I, I remember one went over there. Never seen him again. Have no idea what happened to him. But he went over there one weekend. Never came back. Nobody said a word. He was just gone. So who knows? I mean, that's the way it is. You know, one day, you know, you're in the dorm together, all of you, because you're in dorms when you're going to school like that. And then all of a sudden the bed's empty and nobody says anything. When I was in boot camp, there was a guy that uh, uh, he was there. And, of course, back then, if you were a homosexual, you, you were kicked out right now. Well, after a weekend, this guy swore he was a homosexual. And a lot of them got out of the service just by saying they were homosexual. They weren't homosexual. They just used it. And, uh, yeah, they got out. I mean, that's the way it worked then. I went through it. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. People are nuts. They were nuts then. Well, anyway, um, it's good that Pakistan released these Christians after only five years, actually. <laughs> I know. That sounds funny when you say it, only after five years. I mean, well, give I me know. a break. Couldn't you have come they to want your to decision, hold forever. Though, you know, a little sooner? I mean, if you're going to release me, I don't want to, well, you know, the thing, the reason reason to see a BB, I think, was in all the shackles is because she was on death row. They sentenced her to die. Well, I never imagined that they would put them in shackles and things like that all the time. That's horrible. You're God in heaven. That's the only way they used to do it uh, back in the time, uh, a long time ago. You know, that's that's the way they did it throughout Europe and everything else. That was the way it was done in the world. You know, in in America, we, we give them TVs and uh, we allow them to go to school and educate themselves. You know, so. Yeah. 
the Assyrian news agency, and of course this has to do with Iraq's survival, and it's a big long article. We're not going to go through it, but it's from the the Assyrian organization that deals with all the families. And uh, uh, in Baghdad, for instance, before this happened, and you can go back to the time of Saddam Hussein, the churches there um, were actually able to flourish. Um, but as soon as America went in there and killed Saddam Hussein, the whole Middle East went to hell. I wasn't for America going in to Iraq at all. I wasn't for them going into Afghanistan. Uh, and what's happened is exactly what I knew would happen. And most of the people that was against it knew what was happening. Um, and although the motives they said you know, why they wanted to go in. We found the PNAC documents, the Project for a New American Century, which is a good read. Nevertheless, you know, here it says 5,000 families in this one particular church, Joseph's Chaldean Catholic Church in Baghdad. Now, see, that was one church. Now, we knew there was a lot of Christians throughout this whole region and churches that were safe under Saddam's rule. Now, see, the Kurds in the north of Iraq weren't safe. Saddam Hussein gassed them. But the thing of it is, is now there's only 150 families now that remain. And many of these people that uh, are here, some of them are coming back to try to, um, you know, get their presence up again. But you see... In Baghdad, the people that don't come back, this is Father Daco. He says they feel there is no peace, law, or justice here in Baghdad, and it's a land of militias. Yeah, that's sad. Well, we didn't make it through much, but see, 25 people came to the church that Sunday built for 1,000. And this wow. uh, Father Daco returned to Baghdad after a six-year posting in West London, where many ex- exiled uh, Iraqi Christians now live. See, this is the difference. The, so they're yeah. going to the West. So this is really an area. So we're going to have to get out of here. Yeah. We have one minute. So thank you for joining us, everybody. We love you. God bless you. Be sure to join us tomorrow night for um, Battle Lines. We pray for you. We love you. God bless you richly. Good night, everybody. Good night. Go by our websites, warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Shalom. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.